0: We all know and love Bojangles Blanchard very much, and yet I ask you to hang with me while I share an extended introduction about his work in ministry. The Reverend Bojangles Blanchard has worked as a civil rights and LGBTQ activist since 2003 in Atlanta, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Memphis, and here in Louisville. He served four years on the board of the Fairness Campaign and has worked for inclusion within the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship for 15 years. Bojangles joined Highland with his husband, Dominique James, in 2007 and began the True Colors Ministry three years later to create a safe space for LGBTQ Christians to receive affirmation. The ministry, the first of its kind in a Baptist church in the South, flourished with the commitment of you all, the congregation, and the staff. We ordained Bojangles in 2012 as the first openly gay minister and he completed his MDiv at Louisville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in 2015. Bojangles and Dominique took action against marriage equality discrimination. In January 2013, they led a peaceful demonstration at the Louisville Courthouse and then entered the county clerk's office to apply for a marriage license. They were immediately denied the license because it is illegal in Kentucky to provide a same-sex couple with the license. In response, Bojangles and Dominique held a nonviolent pray in at the clerk's office as a form of resistance against the ongoing discrimination of LGBTQ citizens. They were arrested for trespassing. After being found guilty in trial and each fined one penny, the couple sued the state of Kentucky along with other plaintiffs for the right to marry. Their case eventually joined others in the landmark Obergefell versus Hodges case for marriage equality. So, of course, they traveled to the United States Supreme Court in April of 2015. The Supreme Court ruled in the favor of the plaintiffs and marriage equality became the law of the land. Currently, Bojangles has helped create and now co-leads the first LGBTQ network within the CBF, the Affirming Network. It has hit the ground running with many initiatives. Additionally, Bojangles will join the General Assembly this week and lead a workshop on inclusion. He asks for your prayers as he continues to follow God's call to radically inclusive love. Bojangles and Dominique have a two-year-old son, Josiah. Please join me in welcoming Bojangles to the pulpit.
1: Thank you for that generous introduction. Thank you. If you would, and I hate to ask this again, stand for the gospel reading. He comes to us from John chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you. But you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, it will guide you into all the truth. For it will not speak on its own, but will speak whatever it hears. And it will declare to you the things that are to come. The spirit will glorify me. Because it will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. For this reason... I said that the Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the Word of God for the people of God. God. Anybody in here from Alabama? I saw some pickups outside, so don't hide. A guy walks into a store and goes up to the counter and says, I'll have an RC and a moon pie. The guy behind the counter says, you must be from Alabama. The customer replies angrily, what, just because I ordered an RC and a moon pie? How come you think I must be from Alabama? He continued, if I ordered spaghetti, would you think I was from Italy? If I ordered crawfish, would you think I was from Louisiana? The man behind the counter said, well... I don't know, it's just never happened before. And the guy asks, then how come when I come in here and order a RC and a moon pie, do you just assume I'm from Alabama? The guy behind the counter says, because this is a hardware store. <laughs> My apologies, roll tide, right? <laughs> An RC and a moon pie. I brought those very special ingredients today in the same type of bag back in the early '80s that my dad and I would keep them in. Now this is a this is a double-decker moon pie, and uh, you know you, you light into these, you're going to go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> so just just look at them for right now. An RC Cola and a Moon Pie are the Champagne and Caviar of the South. I mean, you go into a filling station on a hot day and grab an ice-cold RC and one of those double-decker Moon Pies, drive down to the river, get you a shady spot, and cast you out some lines, and friends, it just doesn't get much better than that. My dad and I used to do just that when I was a boy. He had an old, old, old blue Chevy pickup truck, so old that the paint came off on you like powder. We'd throw some poles in the back and head for a place called Buzzard's Roost. Now, forgive my accent, buzzard is in the bird. Buzzard's Roost. It was a dam on the Saluda River in South Carolina, and there was an old bridge that crossed it. We'd walk down under the bridge and slip into the shade, which was about 20 degrees cooler, and throw out our lines. And then we'd sit and we'd pull out our RCs and our moon pies, and we'd talk. But more importantly, we would listen to each other. As the dark, cool, green water flowed underneath the bridge, Dad and I would talk about any and everything, so much so that I began to equate an RC and a moon pie with listening I'd take a sip and a bite and listen to dead talk to me for hours about everything from rabbit hunting and country music to what it means to follow Jesus. Then he'd take a sip and he'd take a bite and he'd listen. And I'm convinced we learn more about each other in this world with those two simple items in hand fishing beneath that old bridge in South Carolina. That R.C. and Moon Pie were my tools, so to speak, to becoming a good listener. So I invite you this morning to take a spiritual sip and bite with me, and let's listen. Listening is what Jesus was preparing the disciples to do here in John's Gospel. He's telling them he won't be around much longer. And what they've seen and what they've witnessed is not all there is to God's love. Jesus even says, there's many things I still have to tell you, but you can't bear them right now. In other words, Jesus was saying, I won't be here fishing under the bridge with you much longer. But there will come a spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, that will reveal to you so, so much more about God's love. It'll guide you. It'll tell you things that will to come, that will come, excuse me, because the Holy Spirit hears it from God. And it will continue to reveal God's inclusive love to us all. Now, Jesus' emphasis here is not on future miracles or conversions the disciples will take part in, but rather is on preparing them to listen For the truth revealed through the Holy Spirit, the truth of God's love. Now to say that they struggled with this is an understatement. Truth is we all struggle with listening, let alone listening for the truth of God. We, like the disciples long ago, are heavily dependent on what we see, or rather what we want to see, in terms of understanding God's love. Now, it feels much safer to do it that way, doesn't it? If we just read the words and don't think about the context, the time, the place, the audience, then we can remove any gray, and all we have left to understand is black and white. But you know what, folks? God is not just black and white. Like an old plow mule wearing blinders, we tend to see what's straight in front of us, was familiar to us to consider more is terrifying for some folks especially baptists i'm reminded of a time billy graham was given a revival in a small town and he went inside a restaurant to get something to eat there was a man in there and billy greeted him and said are you a christian the old man shook his head and said no thank god i'm a baptist We tend to be fearful of the other. Now, the church with a capital C has seen that way for a long, long, long time and has become habituated to exclusive vision and has attributed that theological paranoia to God. Scripture, while certainly sacred, can be used as a pair of blinders For those who seek to follow God's path into the future. If we can't see God's love extended to everyone because of some scriptural interpretation, then the fundamentalist perception is, well, God doesn't love them. And that translates to, I don't have to love them either. What a very dangerous and divisive way to read the Bible. Yet Jesus' words here in John remind us that Scripture isn't and will never be part of the Trinity. Scripture points to God, but the Holy Spirit was sent to enlighten our reading of Scripture, but more importantly, to reveal the truths that our minds cannot yet comprehend. The Holy Spirit removes our blinders, sometimes slowly, but oftentimes dramatically, much like Paul on the road to Damascus. Yet how many times did I hear growing up in the, the church as I was a boy, well, it's right there in black and white. Just read the scripture. As though there was only one way of interpreting a verse. And as though scripture was God's only means of enlightening us. And as though scripture contained the entirety of God's amazing love. No, no, no. Jesus points us toward listening to the Holy Spirit as the primary way we learn the further truths of God and God's love. Listening is essential to hearing the humanity of another. As we recognize Pride Month, I'm reminded that so much of the progress that has come for LGBTQ rights has come because LGBTQ folk have been brave enough to share their stories, their experiences, and their truths with others as the Holy Spirit guides them with open hearts to listen. In doing so, they become real people, not just the gays. When we listen to each other's stories with the intent to love, then we're able to see them as human beings and understand that God's love and the sacredness of God's love extends far beyond what we previously thought. Now, Highland Baptist Church has made great, great progress in listening with the intent to love through the Holy Spirit. The truth of God's radically inclusive love have been reflected in the courageous witnesses of so many LGBTQ folk within this congregation. Take another spiritual sip and bite with me and let's listen. Troy Burden was the first openly gay deacon elected at Highland. That's wonderful. Now, if you don't know his story, ask him and listen. David and Stephen were the first same-sex couple to be married within the church and were so very patient but also so very persistent in their pursuit of equality. If you haven't heard their story, ask them and listen. Phoebe Delamater, Nancy Goodhue, witness to God's truth that love is sacred no matter the gender of the couple. Their class and their dignity inspired so many of us who followed. If you don't know their story, ask us and listen. Now, these are just a few of the many courageous LGBTQ members of Highland Baptist that have called you and I to listen with the intent to love through the Holy Spirit. But you've heard me say courageous a few times. When the marginalized share their truths outside of Highland Baptist, it comes with great risk. Pride Month can seem, as Billy stated earlier, as an assurance that LGBTQ folk are widely accepted and respected. But that's not really the case at all. It's still very, very dangerous to be discovered as LGBTQ in much of our country and world. But the most at-risk members of our community are our transgender sisters of color. Trans females of color are murdered at four and a half times the rate of white trans females and are almost 90% of the trans murders. If you'll stop by this sacred table before you leave, you'll see the faces and names of those trans folk who've been murdered this year. Zoe and Laileen happened between Wednesday when I turned those photos in and today. They're all females of color. They're all identified as transgender. They're all someone's friends, someone's daughters, someone's mothers. And they are all God's beloved children. They lived their truths and were murdered for it. Today, you and I must honor their memory by becoming better listeners who then become better doers through the Holy Spirit. I'm reminded of that every time I look above those doors. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So what does that mean for you and I? When the Holy Spirit reveals the truths of God and God's inclusive love, it's wrapped in Jesus' command to love one another as Jesus has loved us. Listening isn't enough, although it's where we must begin. The command to love one another is a call to act with courageous love, to include, to affirm and to protect the marginalized. Jesus witnessed this love throughout his life and ministry over and over and over again. It can be scary. It can be uncomfortable. But it's life-giving to the recipient and the giver. Take another sip and another bite as we conclude. On this Pride Sunday, we celebrate how far we've come, but we also acknowledge how far we have to go, particularly in our own church. The call to listen with the intent to love invites you and me to look deeper into what it means to support and advocate for the LGBT community. It calls us to become better listeners to the Holy Spirit that never, ever, ever relents in revealing the radical inclusivity of God's love. As Jesus said, yesterday we may not have been able to bear the truth that loving LGBTQ folk means dedicating more of our budget to advocacy. But today, oh today, the Holy Spirit has revealed that the budget is certainly an aspect of our church's advocacy that must be examined. Yesterday, we may not have been able to bear the truth that to be welcoming and affirming to the transgender community means we must learn how to use pronouns better and invite our staff and lay leaders to wear name tags that don't just have their names but their preferred pronouns. You see, the Holy Spirit today has revealed in love that we must come alongside those we seek to welcome in ways that respect and honor their identities. Yesterday, we, not, we may not have been able to bear the truth that if we truly affirm LGBTQ folk and minister to them, then they should be present among our staff and our pastoral interns. But today, oh, today, the Holy Spirit has revealed the truth that we must be the change that we wish to see in Highland, in CBF, in the world. These are but a few truths that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you and me. If we are able to listen, listen with the intent to love There's a quote from a movie that I want to leave you with, and it speaks to the importance of listening beyond what our eyes can see. The movie is dated, but it's one of my favorites. It's called Sounder, and it's the story of a black sharecropping family in Louisiana in the 1930s, and the father steals some meat one night to feed his family. They're starving. Police come, and they arrest him, they carry him off to a prison camp. And his 11-year-old son, David Lee, sets out to find his dad. All he has with him is a bag of biscuits and his dog, Sounder. And he travels looking for his father in this prison camp. And he comes across a school that's being taught by an African-American woman. And she's teaching African-American children. And David Lee's never seen that. And she allows him to spend the night with her before he sets out again on his journey. And this quote happens here. As they're cleaning up supper in this nighttime, David Lee is over at the window looking out into the pitch black. And his, his teacher turns to him and says, David Lee, why are you looking out there? There's nothing to see. So close your eyes with me for a moment. David Lee responds, Daddy always looks out into the night even when there's nothing to see. He says, it's what you hear. If God is calling you this morning to commit your life to listening, loving and acting as God has revealed through Jesus and the Holy Spirit, then you are more than welcome to come forward and one of our ministers will be glad to receive and listen to you. Amen.